headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we talk about your life and your money. It is a free call at 888-825-5225. Thank you for being with us. Shauna is on the line in Indianapolis to start this hour. Hi, Shauna. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, my question is, how would I balance wanting to be a stay-at-home mom with having some pretty crippling student loan debt? Mm. How much is your crippling student loan debt? Well, mine is 192000 Are you a doctor or a lawyer? Uh, doctor, uh, pharmacy, yes, sir. Okay, good. All right, so you can make 100 to 150 a year? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. What about your husband? Are you married? I am. How yes, much debt does he one, have? Sorry, uh, he makes about 33000 a year. And how much debt does he have? Is he bringing to the table? Uh, like 45000 okay. so, so to all you aspiring pharmaceutical students, you need to listen to this call really okay. carefully. Because, Shauna, what you were told and what you believed was, oh, it's no problem to go $200,000 in debt to become a pharmacist because I'm going to make a lot of money. Right. Oops. Yes, oops. Now I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yes. And that child that made that decision that was 19 years old to go $200,000 in debt, you want to go back there and kick that child's butt now. (laughs) Yes, so true. What's happening that's making you say, I want to stop what I'm doing right now and become a stay-home mom? Are you pregnant? Well, Do you have a two-year-old? What's the situation? Yes, we have a two-year-old, our only child so far, and mm-hmm. we would like to have several more. Mm-hmm. What if you, okay, I'm going to tell you what I would do. If it were me, I would try to stick this out for two more years and work my butt off and get this debt cleaned up. And then I would feel peace about staying at home expanding the family and having a little bit more freedom there you're gonna have trouble what do you make uh historically yeah somewhere in the range of you know 70 to 100 thousand a year just depending on like part-time work and stuff like that i thought dave said between one and two 100 and 200 000. i said no between one and 150 so you're low on the spectrum really um yes yeah pharmacy work oh, before wow. the pandemic i'm oh, sorry yeah that, that's okay the so the good news is you can pick up as you already know part-time pharmacy work like er work and that kind of stuff and you're probably going to have to do that uh if your husband makes forty-five thousand to survive yeah average household income in america is seventy-one thousand. yeah so if you want to live on 45 you're going to be at about you know you're approaching half of average i think we call that lower income what is and your you want to raise three kids while you have a pharmacy degree. So you're probably using that pharmacy degree for the rest of your life unless your husband gets his um, in some way, maybe part-time, but uh, unless he gets his career really geared up. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. What's oh, he yeah. do now? He is a like a remote sales rep. What's What's the projection for him? What's it looking like over the next two, three years? Well, so he's actually trained in chaplaincy, but we moved to where we live now for ministry purposes. So he's been, 
you know, he hadn't been able to find a chaplain job recently. Mm-hmm. So basically right now we're sitting at, you know, 30, 30 something thousand, 40 something thousand, but trained as a chaplain, he could make, you know, starting at 50 and go up from there. We're just still looking into him being able to find that kind of yeah. role in this area. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Um, the bad news is you have to pay for the decisions of the 19 year old you. Yes. Mathematically, there's no way to get out of that. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at you mm-hmm. for that. But you, you really don't have mathematically. The arithmetic tells us you don't have a lot of choices. You're going to work mm-hmm. really hard and live on nothing for at least yeah. two or three more years to get this mess cleaned yeah. up. Agreed? Yeah. Oh, yes. Probably many yeah. more. <laughs> well, I, no, I think, I think you could do it in that period of time. I, I mean, so if you too. throw, you know, let, let's consider this. You think you're going to reduce your household income to about 90 at some point if you did a 30 or $40,000 part-time and he gets up to 60. So that's like sure. five years from today. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah. That, that and so let's awesome. live on 90 and go make 200. Well, that's another 100 to throw at student loans. You'll be done in two, two and a half, three years. Yeah. But both of y'all got to get it in gear because – this is the time to do it when they're little bitty. That's right. Because they don't even know. They don't even know. Yeah. I kept my son's two-year-old. He was gone for a week. He never noticed his parents were gone. <laughs> so now, true. granted, granted, he was at Mimi's house, which is somewhat like heaven. But um, <laughs> you eat anything you want. You do anything you want. But because um, mm-hmm. that's the grandmother spoiling technique. And so, uh, but yeah, but aside from that, I mean, they really don't. I'm not, I'm not a child development expert, but they'll live while you go crazy for a short period of time. So that when they're six, you can be available. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a path here that gets you there that gives you hope. And it is a light at the end of the tunnel. That's not an oncoming train, but it involves a very (laughs) intense next 24 to 36 months on both you and your husband's part in order for you to be able to go to part-time. Yeah. And, um, I think you can make 30 to 40 part-time some weekend ER stuff or some even evenings or whatever that won't destroy your motherhood plan. Don't you? Yeah, that, that definitely seems possible. Yeah, that's your long-term play to supplement your husband's uh, career goals. And, you know, because yeah. the, the, y- y'all are going to have to make it, it sounds like, on long-term, on 80, 90, 100, somewhere in there. Because uh, we're not yeah. going to have your 100 if, unless you're working right. full-time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Right. It'll be worth it. That's what I can tell you, Sha- uh, yeah. Shauna. It's going to be worth it if you do this now. Yeah, I, I, I would go completely bananas for a short period of time to get your life back Mm -hmm. yeah to get it back from that 19 year old decision so um so moms and dads when you say oh it's okay and school counselors oh it's okay see the other thing that i've had happen is much more she has a a an earnest real thing but we've had a lot of other calls that weren't as sweet a situation right the child they have a baby the child has uh is a tremendous special needs situation mm. where mom literally or somebody's got to be there yeah they don't have a choice mm-hmm. and they, yet they're looking at the student loan debt that was made on the basis on the auspices that, oh it's okay everything's gonna be all You're right gonna yeah. make a lot of money yeah well you don't know what this thing called life comes up and smacks you in the head And nobody tells people that when they're 19 anymore. So y'all need to tell these 19-year-olds, stop it.
because they may want to make different choices later, and yet she has a master in her life called debt. The borrower is slave to the lender. Man, I hope she can do it. She, she can, can do, do it in her she situation, but man, this, that her, her situation is a lesson for America yes, it is. to listen to. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day comes from Neighborly, your hub for home services. Spring is here, and Neighborly can help you with your home and your yard and keep it all in top shape with the grounds guys, Mosquito Joe, Lawn Pride, Molly Maid, and more. So spend time and more time enjoying your home, not working on it. Uh, go to neighborly.com and check out the service pros in your area. This is a great company. It is. And today's question of the day comes from Jonathan in the Netherlands. He says, we really don't feel the necessity or the urgency to follow the beans and rice style of baby step two. I can imagine that it might feel nice to have no debt and we have no intention of getting further into debt. However, I don't feel it's worth living on rice and beans for three years to pay off $43,000 of student loans as soon as possible. As we're young, we're a young family, we're making $6,500 a month, and now we can use our income and savings to buy a second hand bigger car, make a garden. Uh, make our garden a bit nicer and later in life we'll have more to spare to pay off those loans anyway what are your thoughts on this and would it be uh what would be the benefit of still following the baby steps more rigidly that's a really good question and you know what dave i hear this a lot i think a lot of people are like why do i have to be so urgent why do i have to be so intense and i look at it a couple of different ways um number one the series of steps that we follow um, this is a guy, you know, Jonathan, I don't mean any harm, but you're kind of just an ish guy, right? You're doing what you want to do. You're really not on our plan and that's fine. You don't have to be, it's your prerogative. But the way the steps work is you're doing them consecutively and the first three, three, you're doing them with intensity so that you can get to the final four, which is really that wealth building area. So there's, um, some method to this madness, but this kind of goes back to what we've talked about before, um, there is urgency because how many, I mean, I think about my grandmother who would say, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. 
And there is something to be said for that. I think a lot of people just coast through because they think, hey, you know, this is my plan. If I just go out like this, it's going to go, you know, check off the boxes like that. But you really don't know what's going to come your way. You know, God willing, everything goes fine. And, you know, you, you'll keep that income and everything will be perfect and everybody's healthy. and every, But you don't know that. And I think that you've got to live each day to the fullest. You've got to do the best that you can with each day that you're given. And when you've got debt, pay it off. You got $43,000 of debt and you make a fine income. It doesn't have to take you three years to pay this off. You could honestly pay it off a lot faster than that. And at the end of the day, it all... Jonathan, what she's trying to say is your plan sucks. It sucks. It sucks because it's not going to work. People have been trying to do the crap you're talking about for 50 years and it doesn't work. You can't sort of kind of get out of debt and ever get out of debt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. It's just actual that you can't find any proof text in the marketplace of someone who wanders along and lollygags and sticks with it and gets out in 10 years but plants his little garden. (laughs) Well, give me a break. Call the wambulance. You know, seriously. This is ridiculous. This is just somebody who doesn't want to sacrifice to win. Well, period. You're not going to win, okay? Because there's no middle ground with this. Really? Now, I've been doing this a long time. It's not just that you're not doing our stuff. So please do not follow the baby steps. Please do not tell people you're doing Ramsey. No, he's not doing Ramsey. Because I don't want to be insulted by your abject failure. And I don't want my brand damaged by it, okay? Just because it's not going to work. Here's the reason, Jonathan. All right. The thing works like this. If you don't really, with great intensity, focus on a dramatic change in behavior where you have been going in the wrong direction, you will never change the behavior. We're not asking you to live on beans and rice the rest of your life or to or even live, in a cave, live in a cave and collect lint and only come out on tri- triple coupon Thursday. But what you're doing will not actually work because it's not sustainable, because it has absolutely no energy. I just think I'm going to kind of wander. I'm going to get a nice house, and it's all going to work out. No, it's not, Jonathan. No, it's not. Because you're going to get your freaking head taken off by life, and you're going to look up... 15, 16 years into your little marriage and go, dad, come, we are stupid people. Mm-hmm. We are still treading water mm-hmm. and ask all these people that are 45 and 50 years old that tried to wander out and then they found us. And in 36 months, they got out of debt and they do their debt free scream. They'll tell you, mm-hmm. they'll tell you your little plan sucks because it does. It won't work is why it sucks. And when right? you're lukewarm like that, you say, I have no intentions of getting back into debt. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Absolutely you definitely will. Because you're not committed to the idea. The The idea of where debt freedom will take you, which is into wealth and into a whole nother realm of generosity, then you can even grasp right now is not appealing to you as much as your garden. Give me a break. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Will not work, Jonathan. Will not work. So you can go do what you want to do, but please do not associate my name with it because I don't want to be tied to your failure and you go, I tried that Ramsey stuff and it doesn't work. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because we know that there's a high probability you are never going to get out of debt unless you attack it like your dadgum life depends on it. Mm-hmm. 
you got to get so fired up and wired up that your character shifts your neuroplasticity moves in the way your brain works where when you see debt you recoil Mm -hmm. when you pull up next to a nice car at a traffic light you now no longer go oh that's a nice car you go that fool's got payments yeah well, you know, he, right now he's stuck in comfort. His life, he feels comfortable. He says, I don't think there's any need to get uncomfortable, to change this. I'm cushy. The greatest, the enem- the get greatest enemy of excellence is not bad yes. things. The greatest enemy of excellence is the okay. Yep, just fine. I'm okay. It's just fine. I'm okay. That's so I'm true, okay. Dave. No, you're not. You suck. Mm-hmm. You're not okay. Your plan sucks. Yeah. It's It's pitiful. And it's not going to work. Debt is like riding a motorcycle. It's not if you crash, it's when you crash. Because you will crash. Remember that. Ooh. Why are you going to get against motorcycles? I'm just saying. It's not if, it's when. George, Georgian horses, you and motorcycles. <laughs> Look, oh you won't get me on a it's bike. It's not a matter of if you crash, but when you crash. That's debt. They call them coma, mo- coma, mo- coma mobiles or something. Oh, gosh. That's uh, even worse than what I said, yeah, that's, Dave. I just <laughs> My wife told me I could have a motorcycle, but she wouldn't be there. So there you go. That's there how that go. works. I got so the, you know you, the you and Sharon. You and Sharon. We, I there think we have a lot in common, me uh, and Sharon. Yeah, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is Andy in Phoenix. Hey, Andy, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I'm in baby step six, which I'm like three months away from being done with. Good. My, jo- my job... Um, Currently, it's a couple weeks starting a new rule change. They now are insisting that we all have credit cards to pay for our expenses. When we how were how were you paying for them? Uh, the company was paying for them. And so now they want you to carry debt for them. Well, wow, well, that's interesting. Then, so what it is is we put it on the credit cards and then we file paperwork. I know. And then they pay us back. I know. The corporate uh, expense my, account on the person's credit card is the biggest con ever sold to employees in American yeah. history. Yeah. And these and, guys, because this big old company can't handle their own credit card. Instead, they need to get you to borrow money to travel on their behalf. Right. And you know, when I first started Baby Step Two, I paid off. 28000 in credit cards. How much are you spending so, every month on it? Uh, well, right now, the company's paying for it, but it will probably end up being right around 5000 a month. Yeah, put put, se- put 7000 in a separate okay. checking account, run a debit card on it, because when you're running a debit card on it and, it's, and you're realizing it's your own money, you'll never use it for anything except reimbursables, mm-hmm. and reimbursables will always put the money back in the account, and you can travel the next month, reimburse, get the money back in the account, travel the next month, and you're not going to get burned that way. But this is a complete corporate scam. Has been for decades. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
Thank you for joining us, America. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Stephanie is in Lubbock, Texas. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Hi, Dave. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, Forgive me. I'm nervous. Um, It's okay. We've never lost a patient. Okay. (laughs) So I'm 32 years old. I've got, I'm a single mom of a two-year-old. I'm living with my family, working as a server, trying to go back to school. Um, I've got $22,000 saved, um, partially selling a vehicle. Um, I still have one truck. It's, I owe 17.5 on it. I have student loans of $32,000 and I'm, so I'm just not sure which direction to go. um, How do you find yourself here? So my husband decided he didn't want to be with me anymore after, uh, my son was born six months um, after he was born. So. Wow. I'm sorry. How long were you married? Um, three years. You getting child support? Together for nine. So we, I am. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Wow. I just feel bad for living with my family. I'm trying to no, go. You don't. No, 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 no. You, you, you are who should be living with your family right mm-hmm. this second. Not forever, but for a short period of yeah. time. This is called a safety net, not a hammock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your mom and dad are good people. That's what they should do, and you shouldn't. You should accept that right now, because you would do that for your baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she got back on her feet. Now we got to have a long term plan. That's not that. Mm-hmm. But for the short term, this so, is a he, this is a time of healing and resetting and getting getting mm-hmm. going again. So, um, can I ask you some practical questions? Mm-hmm. So, what are you receiving in child support, and what are About you about seven hundred dollars? Okay. About $700 a month. Um, so this last term, I decided to go back to school because I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I need to be able to make more money. So mm-hmm. I was like, um, maybe a nurse that would take a shorter time. I would rather not be a nurse. I would rather be, I have multiple friends that are occupational therapists, but that would take like five years. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of feel guilty for doing that. And they that, don't make that much but, more than nurses. Mm-hmm. But um, Exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, I feel guilty, but in the long run, I'm like, okay, three more years, but it would give me a better family life. But I'm looking into, I mean, I'm, I've got FAFSA, I've got the grants, but after grad undergrad, they don't cover, you know, it's like I would have to rely solely on scholarships or savings. So I'm just like, it's kind of up in the air. It's like, is that a bad decision okay. um, to do that? It's not a bad decision. It feels a little bit like you're doing this only for money. I, I like health. I like science. I love being in the healthcare world. Okay. All right. That's good. I didn't realize that. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, you're in a desperate situation mm-hmm. that, that you've landed in and you have to be careful. I do when I'm in those situations to not be, to not make decisions based on desperation because they're never good decisions. So, you know, yeah. the question is the way I always ask myself is way out there. So how old are you? 32. Okay, so when we're v- sitting with the 42-year-old Stephanie and she's doing the thing that changed her life and made her mm-hmm. mo- good amount of money for her and her baby and she feels confident, secure, in control and happy to go to work every day, what is 42-year-old Stephanie doing? I would rather be an OT. Okay. Then we need to figure out how to do that. Mhm. Okay. And maybe a nursing degree is a step towards becoming an ot because you certainly could use a lot of that 
training and even the class, even the transcript to step over into OT, correct? I thought about that. Um, but yeah, yeah cause you need some, paths. you need some money in, in 12 to 14 months. You're not even going to get that with the nursing track, right? In 12 to 14 months. I'm, I'm making that up, but I mean, Oh, how long are you going to live there? That's my big question. <laughs> Doesn't need to yeah. be a question. That's where your stress is coming from. Yeah. Stress doesn't come from hard things. Stress comes from not knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of unknowns in this equation. So I'll tell you what I tell folks to do. And what I do is whenever there's a lot of ideas circulating in my head, I, I literally go in with a pen a pad and a pen and I just start writing down the plan. I write down a column mm-hmm. of all my options. I write down the pros and cons and I sort it out on paper. And a lot of times it's going through, you know, one whole sheet, tearing that one off and then, you know, taking what makes sense from that one to the next sheet and writing that out. And then before you know it, you've got your step by step. Okay, here's what I'm going to do first. Here's what I'm going to do second. Here's how much money I need for this, for that, because you've got a lot of big things on your plate. And I think that's what's stressing you out yeah, somewhere. So, yeah, you got and you have at least two or if not three stages at least mm-hmm. to this plan the 42 year old's the final stage mm-hmm. or the next to final mm-hmm. stage you follow me but the early stage is okay how can i make more money today doing mm-hmm. anything that is legal and moral that i'm not ashamed of mm-hmm. uh today and uh, that's the short term because you know if you suddenly doubled your income right now it would change your outlook yeah and that's just doing anything i mean even if it's something you never were going to do over a 10-year period of time but for now it gets the wolf away from the door and then that sets you up for building a sustainable household while you execute the long-term plan so we'll mm-hmm. help you with all of that uh, i'm going to give you everything in sight because somebody needs to walk with you you got you got you got hit here hard so um number one we're going to put you through financial peace university have you ever done that yet I have not, but I've read your book. Okay. Well, you need to go through the, the Financial Peace University because it's going to—it's the system that makes you do everything. Like you're going to sell this truck. A seventeen-five truck okay. does not fit in your life. It's too expensive. Okay. You need a cheap car right now because you're broke, living at home, trying to recover from a divorce with a baby. And seventeen-five yeah. truck is like rich people stuff. You're not there yet. Yeah. You're going to be there again someday. But right now, this truck is too big a problem because I mean, for, okay. it's got what six hundred fifty dollar payment. About a three hundred. Really? Three hundred fifty for sixty-two years. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah, the good. Okay. But anyway, yeah, we need to get out of that and get in the cheapest possible thing mm-hmm. that will get you to your goals. Because we're not care about what we're driving right now. What we're not, what we're doing right now is piling up money to go hit the goals. Yep. Okay. That's Financial mm-hmm. Peace University. I'm also going to give you Ken Coleman's book from Paycheck to Purpose and his career assessment which is a thing to take about 20 minutes it's going to help guide you in your career because i'm still a little bit afraid you like science you like healthcare, but i'm not positive i'd love for you to find a way a path through your 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 gifts and calling uh that mm-hmm. gets you to more money faster than these long-term education plays are going to get you to yeah I don't, I don't want to wait five or six years to start playing this out. That's bothering me with what you're, the things you're proposing. I I want, I want your life to get better faster than that for you. And so we love you and we want you to win. 
So you hang on. We're going to give you a Ken Coleman's book. We're going to give you the assessment, and we're going to give you Financial Peace University, all of the above. Because you got to get – boy, this is one where the career is a big deal. It is. I do feel like there's something that she can do in the short term to really – change her income and to really improve that it's not the long-term play she's not afraid of work no not at all being a server is about as hard of work as there is no but doing earning a little bit more is going to help her start to put all of this into clear focus and see okay how am i gonna because she can get out of this debt way quicker than she thinks because of the truck and then she's going to be able to start saving up to move out and then exactly. saving up to do the education piece so i'm not worried about her current student loan debt I don't know. I didn't even spend her 22,000 yet. Yeah. Because I might want to spend that on this short term education play. Yeah. To go get a couple of certifications of some kind. Absolutely. To go get a steady Mm -hmm. that's paying 40 or 50 and I can get back out on my own, get me a little apartment, get started again. Then I'll start paying off that debt and start working your long term plan. That's right. Getting rid of that. But she's still she's still just reeling from the emotions of this. And that makes her just a human being. Yeah. We all have that. Yeah. Ouch. She's doing great, though. She's going to she's gonna see her way out of this. When we were broke, I used to make a list. What makes me money by Friday? And that's what I worked on because mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. to have money by Friday. I feel that. This is The Ramsey <laughs> Show. You've probably heard me say this if you've been listening for very long, that Ramsey did... Ramsey Research Team did the largest detailed, in-depth study of millionaires ever done in North America. We studied 10,167 of them. In-depth, very careful research methodology to where there's no question about the data. Point being, if you disagree with the conclusions of this data, you're what's known as wrong. Yeah, we discovered the top five careers. One of these is always controversial. Here they are. Number one career among millionaires, engineer. Number two, accountant. Number three, teacher. Number four, management. Number five, attorney. Medical doctors didn't even make the top five. They came in at number six. Teacher, 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 you can't be a... Listen, this is not an opinion and it's not a feeling... And it's not an indictment of the fact that you didn't make it. I'm just telling you, of all the millionaires that we studied, the third most common (laughs) occupation to appear in the research was teacher. That's just a statistical fact. It's not a statement of what you make or your friend makes. It's just the deal. So not surprising because actually all five of those are process-oriented careers. They find a proven process and they use it. Every, all five of those. And that's what it, that's what building wealth is, a proven process. So in the best-selling book, Baby Steps Millionaires, we take a deep dive into investing, wealth building, and busting through the barriers like lies, like believing lies, that keep people from becoming a millionaire. So backed by popular demand, Baby Steps Millionaires, and almost all of our number one best-selling books are all $10 right now at RamseySolutions.com. By the way, the Baby Steps Millionaires book, number one bestseller, has the uh, white paper of the study in the back of it as an appendix. So you get the white paper with it in one deal. We used to sell that separately for $10. Now the whole stink of deals, $10. So yeah, RamseySolutions.com. Hit the store before this deal's over and it's just about over. Robert's in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Robert, welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. 
Sure. What's up? Um, my my wife and I are having a friendly discussion. Uh, we're both retired. We retired about a year ago. Uh, we're having a discussion on buying a sort of expensive new versus used vehicle. And we both have valid points. And I told her I would uh, run it by Dave, see what he says. Okay. I think, uh, so how much is the, the truck? He says we, well, it's not a truck. It's, it's not a, a truck. Okay. I thought you almost said truck. Okay. What, what is it? No, it's, it's, a, it's a Lexus Sports Coupe. Uh, Ooh, sweet. That's a great car. About, I drove that car the other day. That's a great car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, What, what yeah, is it? How much is it? 70 or 80? No, no. No, no, we're looking. It's uh, LC five hundred. We're probably looking about one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, you loaded it up. Okay, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a nice car. All right. And so, what's your net worth? Well, that's a thing. I think we could well afford it. No, what's uh, your net zero, worth? A uh, little over five million dollars. Buy the car. Okay. Well, it's not a matter of buying a car. It's new versus used. By new, and <laughs> thank you. Let thank me tell you. Let me tell you how I decide that. Okay, here's okay. the thing. Here's how you can tell if your emotions have caught up with your wealth. You use ratios. Okay. Ratios. Okay. All right. And so you have a five million dollar net worth. You're spending one hundred thousand dollars or so on a car. As right. a ratio, if you set fire to that car with no insurance and it disappeared and turned into a vapor your <laughs> life doesn't even blink now you have a 4.9 million dollar net worth whoopty doopty <laughs> all right I'll that's the ratio okay now let's change it around <laughs> let's say you had a three hundred thousand dollar okay. net worth right now that car goes up into a vapor you've destroyed one third of your net worth that's not a ratio that's acceptable that's stupid Right. That's how you use ratios, and that's how you look at it. Like, I got a buddy that makes $15 million a year. He pulled up the other day in a car that was 460000 bucks, And I'm like, my mind can't even get around that. But it's a weed car. Oh, my God, it's fabulous. <laughs> I bet. Had a crystal ashtray. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. So, Robert. Who's put yeah, ashes in that car? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Are you more excited that you won the argument or that you get the car? <laughs> No, I'm more excited because I like being right. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> well, that's well, the, the, the reason. She's it's like, not. My no, point I is, agree. it's not. It's not foolish. Yeah. The amount yeah, of depreciation hit, difference in the new or used in this car in your situation as a ratio is not foolish. Okay, so it shouldn't even be up for discussion then. Yeah, it's not not with your ratios again. But if you uh, pull the numbers down and tighten up those ratios, right. then it's different. Because right. here's the other thing. You guys are highly generous people, aren't you? Yes. And so you give away a lot more than we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, sure. a lot. <laughs> That's how you get to where you are. Yeah. What would you do for a living, by the way? Uh, she was in the medical field, and I owned a small business. That both did. You're understating both of those tremendously. Okay. Very well done. Very well done. He's so, the art of the understatement, this guy. Yeah. So I have a question that I think that folks listening would have. When does, I mean, obviously in his case, his net worth is fine. Like he can buy a brand new car. Mm -hmm. At what point does the rule that we have here, um, 
that we say we don't want your things that go that have an uh, engine in them we don't want them to be more than 50 percent of your take-home pay yearly. when your net worth is so large that it doesn't it doesn't matter. even matter yeah because your take-home pay is a good gauge until you've got like but if you've got a five or a ten I mean, million dollar net money. worth yeah now we're talking about what percentage because the reason we tell people that is you're going to lose so much value yeah so if you make seventy thousand dollars a year and you got fifty thousand dollars worth of cars sitting in the driveway you're going to be broke your whole life mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the definition of i want to be middle class my whole life that's true right and so why because fifty thousand is going to turn into twenty thousand yeah. in two years Giddy split okay and you can so you're going to lose thirty thousand bucks, and you make seventy. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to lose thirty thousand bucks when you make seventy. But let's say you made seventy, but you had a ten million dollar net worth. Now you can afford to lose thirty thousand sure. bucks because you're retired and you're living on almost nothing, and you just chose to. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you've, you know, if you've got a five million dollar net worth, your income, if it's at ten percent, is half million dollars a year. That's true. You may not be using the income. Mm-hmm. It may be rolling point. back into the investment. You might not be cashing out your retirement. You may be letting it grow. Right. But your income created by that balance sheet is larger than your income. That is true, whether you're, you're actually pulling that or not. Yep. So that's the thing to keep in mind. That's why you'll reach a point that net worth supersedes that. And, you know, the other thing that comes into this is the spiritual discussion. Mm-hmm. Christians should never... Because we all know that all Christians should drive a 10-year-old Camry. I sure hope not. Because that's holiness. Because you should never have anything nice. What? I don't, now, I you don't should know not about be that. Out, you should not be out of proportion with your generosity. Yeah. With your net worth. And, you know, like I got a buddy of mine that's worth about $3 billion. Wow. He's a huge believer. They give away three to $500 million a year. Wow. And he's he's a known figure in the mm-hmm. christian world mm-hmm. business guy okay not a minister business mm-hmm. guy and he bought a hundred and eighty thousand dollar hundred and sixty thousand dollar mercedes nothing and which as a ratio is like most people buying a biscuit yeah but these narrow-minded people that are oversaved start trashing him on social media for buying an, a, a car that is a very small percentage of his world meanwhile they're deeply in debt and 48,000 pounds overweight called gluttony, and yet they're managing to call out somebody else. Ooh, Dave, you're getting them right now, Well, Dave. I mean, call out somebody else. <laughs> Just keep calling out somebody else. And for you snowflakes out there, everyone that disagrees with you is not a narcissist that is gaslighting you. You're just a wuss. <laughs> so we'll just put that right in the whole thing there. That's let's right. help you with that. Just put just that in your pipe and smoke it. all mixed in there and smoke it while you're at it. This... <laughs> is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.